Hello fellow griever. Today you have reached season three, episode five of the Leftover Pieces Suicide Loss Conversations podcast. And I am Melissa, your host. Today we're going to wrap up a three-part series that I started a handful of weeks ago. And the first episode was titled Community and Support. The second episode was titled Tools and Practices. And this episode is titled Time and Self-Care. And it's a three-part series titled What Has Helped Me the Most. And the subtext of that would be after the suicide loss of my son. So again, today we're going to jump right in to the third part, which I am calling time and self-care. And for me, I didn't actually know how timely this episode was going to be as it comes right around the date of the five and a half year mark since the loss of my son by suicide. And I don't know about all of you, but dates and time are very relative and they're very relevant after the suicide loss of someone that we love. As a matter of fact, we almost count the days and gauge everything off of the dates and times for quite a while after suicide loss. At least I did. There wasn't a month that went by the first few years that I didn't recognize the seventh every time I woke up on the seventh. We lost Alex on August 7th of 2016. There were also obviously other markers like one month, six months. I almost always knew exactly to the day. It's been five months and 23 days. I will tell you that time doesn't hold the same significance that it used to. And yet in some ways it holds more. And I know that if you listen to my podcast at all, you'll know that I do talk about dualities a lot. And that's one of the dualities. In some ways, it gets easier. In other ways, it gets a bit harder. So I don't know if anybody else will know the reference to 500,000, 2,500, 600 minutes. Did I say that right? 525,600 minutes. I did the second time. Um, The song from Rent. And that's how many minutes are in a year, 525,600 minutes, which equates to in, I don't even want to think about what it equates to at this point with five and a half years. But I know that at five and a half years, I did do the calculation at one point recently, and it's just over 2000 days. That seems like an eternity. But in that duality, it also feels like a blink of an eye, almost like just yesterday that I lost Alex. So that takes us into the talk about time and why I call this episode time and self-care. But the time and self-care piece just kind of made me mm, a little bit more mindful of the timing of this episode because of it being right around February 7th when it's coming out. So time, it's our friend and it's our foe. There's a lot of duality in it. Like I said, after the loss of someone we love, period, 
but I would say especially after the loss of someone we love to suicide, one of the dualities is that we learn how to appreciate how very precious time is. But we also learn that time can quickly rob us from what feels like everything. So in order to appreciate how precious the time is that we have here, there are practices. This goes back to some of the last two episodes that I did on, you know, what has helped me the most. But there are practices that I have learned to use, like reflecting, which would take me to places like meditation or quiet times that I will spend journaling So for me, those are the two main ways that I use time and appreciate not only what I've had, but what I have right now today. There's a friend of mine. She's also a mentor. And she often says, we need to slow down to speed up. But I find that with healing after the loss of a child to suicide, that's been especially poignant to me. There's an irony in it too, because in some ways time feels like it's slowed down to a stop. In other ways, we feel like things are just speeding right past us. But sometimes in trying to heal or in trying to survive even, we find ourselves frantically looking around, losing all sorts of time and not getting anywhere with what we're doing, with how we're feeling. That's where I would encourage you to slow down, to speed up. And maybe speed up isn't the right word, but in order to facilitate your journey, in order to facilitate the finding of hope and the healing piece that's to come down the road, we really do have to slow down and take time to reflect and appreciate the moments. You also are going to want to take time And use it wisely to try to plan and organize your life, even if it's only in bits and pieces in the beginning, even if it's using sticky notes to plan out the small things as you start to take your steps toward hope. You have to be able to reflect and take stock so that you know what's working and what isn't. So use time to your advantage. In many ways, when we're grieving after the loss of someone to suicide, people around us are going to grant us a little bit more time, more time to do things, more time to get through things. They see it as our grieving time, and it is, but it's so much more. It's our rebuilding time. It's our time to figure out what we're going to do when we find ourselves sitting amid all these leftover pieces. So use that to your advantage. Use the fact that others are giving you a little bit of leeway too, and make sure you give that to yourself. It's that grace and space thing that I talk about a lot. Be patient and remind yourself. Remind yourself that while time passes, it also stands still, like I said, which means... Like I'll use an example of my case when I often say it's been five and a half years. The other side of that is that it's only been five and a half years. 
And I don't know if you see how that time piece for me can be a duality in my world. If I'm feeling like I should be, I'm going to air quote y'all, but where I should be doing better or not dealing with certain issues still, that's when I would say it's been five and a half years. But when I realize the truth, the truth that in some ways the passage of time doesn't make anything better, it makes it softer and it makes it easier for us to carry, sure. And I often tell people I'm better equipped. I know how to use my tools. I know that I'll make it through this. I know that it will be better, whether it's in the next moment or the next day. But it's only been five and a half years. And I expected to have my son with me my entire life. So again, time's relative and it's relevant, right? So this segues really well into the fact that so much of what I'm talking about is really with both of these things, time and self-care, which we're about to start talking about the self-care piece, mindfulness comes to mind. So what is mindfulness really? That word gets thrown around a lot these days, but what it really means is like paying attention, like in the moment paying attention. So that's relative to time because we're paying attention in the moment. And usually with mindfulness, you're paying attention for a purpose and without judgment. So in being mindful, we're helping our body's energy restore, taking us to self-care, right? We have to be mindful in order to institute true self-care. And somebody asked me recently, what does that look like for you when you have a bad day or a bad moment? I actually had been recounting how I felt one morning recently when I had a particularly poignant dream that kind of knocked me off my center and took me for a loop because I hadn't had a dream that made me feel that way for a very long time. And that person said, I hear you saying that you had to do more self-care that day, but what does that look like for you? And this is a griever who's only a couple years in as opposed to my being five and a half years in. And so I went on to explain that for me, it meant doing things like giving myself more of a break making sure I took some time in that day that if I hadn't already carved it out, I needed to carve out some time in order to, for me that day, it wasn't journaling as much as it was meditative thought. I also planned for a bath that day. I don't always plan for that kind of thing, but that day I did. I actually took time that morning to run a hot bath and sit quietly because I needed that moment, that time to soak up how I was feeling. Because I know that if I don't feel what I'm feeling, that I won't be healed for even that day, you know, to go on and be productive in my day. It means that I had to give myself permission. So there's giving myself a break, but giving myself permission to take that time. So it still looks like that for me. I still have to remember 
because going back to what I said, it's been five years, but it's only been five years. I still have to give myself permission because it's only been five years. And I'm going to give myself that permission when it's only been 10 years, because I will never grow used to the idea of living my life without my son. So giving myself permission to become more rejuvenated and recharged through the practices that I use. For me, those are things that I talk about. And it's probably time in the season, I'll definitely touch base on some of those practices again. But you know, I meditate, I use energy therapy and crystal healing in my practices, I have diffusers running regularly with different um, essential oils, sound, does an awful lot for me, sound bowls and um, healing meditations that I listen to. I journal. Podcasting is therapeutic for me. So sometimes I've been known to record an episode like this when I need to reflect on something. And still, for me, one of the most therapeutic ways of self-care can be granting myself time to spend with somebody that I love. And that sounds, does it sound silly? I, I hope it doesn't because we do allow time to blow by us and we do allow ourselves to get so busy and caught up in things that aren't truly as important as they should be. And after a loss like this, we really have to be intentional with how we spend time And for me, a lot of that translates back to self-care. When I'm intentional about how I spend my time and who I spend my time with, I feel more cared for. My soul feels more cared for. My heart feels more cared for because I feel like I'm putting that care back out into the world. And some of that also comes down to the support spaces that I I'm privileged to facilitate, but the bigger piece of that is I'm privileged to be a part of that amazing group of people where we hold each other up, listen to each other, laugh with each other, and mostly feel safe with each other because we're in a space where we understand what the other one's going through and there isn't any judgment or pretense. So as I round out this series and hope that if you haven't listened to the other two, that you will take the time to go back and do so, I hope that you're taking good care of yourself. I hope you're allotting yourself time, not only to reflect and take care, but also time for self-care and figuring out what that looks like for you. I hope that you have found community and support in your healing journey. And I hope that you are finding tools that work for you and putting practices into place that work as you learn to live your life after loss by suicide. You can find all of the things I've talked about in this series from resources to community, support, tools and practices as well as ways to spend your time and ways to take care of yourself on the leftoverpieces.com. 
you'll be able to find a way to link to this podcast where I have almost 60 episodes out in the world. You'll be able to find the support spaces for parents. And if you are a parent who's lost your child to suicide, I really hope you'll genuinely consider joining us for one of those support spaces and seeing if it's a community that feels like a place you could spend time a place you could learn how to start to move forward. Because as cliche as it sounds, we truly are better together. And I think that it's really the only way to do this life after suicide loss. I hope that you'll continue to listen and follow along as season three continues. I think it's going to be packed full of meaningful conversations and intentional connections. Please reach out if I can help you in any way. If you know of anyone who needs this community or would like to speak on the podcast. Until next time, fellow griever, talk soon. Mm -hmm.